hello. Welcome back to Pivot. Happy Pivot Wednesday, everyone. Happy Pivot Wednesday, Natalie. Yes, I remembered it's Wednesday today when <laughs> Tiana texted me in the middle of the day. <laughs> hey, we're recording, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, you were going to put that post on Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. We're, we're, we're understanding here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a flexible, bendy rules kind of environment. Yeah. Well, we are at season two, episode seven, the mm-hmm. one where Ross finds out. Yay! Oh, finally, all of this anticipation and foreplay finally leads to something. Yeah. Now it's, I feel like it really starts getting good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So before we get into it, though, Tiana has prefaced that she has some stories and I'm really excited I to hear do. Them. I have two stories that I have been like dying to talk to you about. Okay. One, last week... I was just appalled that you like Nickelback. <laughs> right? Okay. We so, remember the same, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I do like Nickelback. So I'm not like a diehard Nickelback fan. And after we finished recording, I like specified for Tiana. <laughs> I like their stuff. I think it, I can't remember what the album is. I can I can see the picture of it. It's got a car on it. I think it's their animal you album. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it brings me back to high school. That's why I like it. It puts me in all of the emotional feels from my emo days, whatever. So that's why I like it. However. Well, well, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I was like, oh my God, like we have to like, we can't be friends anymore. This is terrible. <laughs> so I'm like in the car with Graham on Monday and I'm telling him about Nickelback because obviously he doesn't listen to the podcast and he doesn't support his wife. Rude. So I, I think I need a divorce. <laughs> oh no. No. This fucker was like, well, I like Nickelback. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? He's like, he was, he said, he's like, yeah, I always thought they were like good. And you know, I never like loved them kind of similar to you, but like, uh-huh. I always thought they were kind of good. He was like, and then like years later, apparently everybody hates them. And I was like, yeah, because they suck. I don't get why people think they suck. Oh my God. Okay. So we went through this whole thing. We okay. were in the car and we did a re-listen. Cause I was like, I need to prove my point. They suck. So we listened to Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And then I was like, listen, this proves my point. We listened to Creed, Pearl Jam, and Radiohead, and it's all the same shit. In what context? It's the guys that are like, hands Like, they're just, <laughs> it's so bad. And they can't sing, and they're terrible. Okay, they're grunty how- singing, and it's so bad. How do you feel about Hinder? I don't know who that is. Okay, they sing Lips of an Angel. The Lips of an Angel. I, I mean, if it's the same grunty singing, much, yes. And I realize, like, for the most part, there's always going to be ex- exceptions to the rule. I'm not like an emo like listener. Like, I don't listen to music to be in my feels. You know? Oh, see that this is probably why is because I I do I listen yeah. to music to be on and all then, my feels. And then he goes, "Well, you just." I think you just hate like white male singers. And I was like, no, whoa, I love shots fired. I love Chris Martin from Coldplay. Now that is a man who can sing and it's good Mm. music. Oh, he's also good to look at too. Let's be honest. Yes. And so, you know, I was like, I like Nirvana. I I like other things, but I am not someone that's going to listen to music and like cry it out. (laughs) You know, 
You're not. You're absolutely not. So all of these grunty emo bands that just, and then we got on this thing about Radiohead, about how he loves Radiohead. And like, Oh God. Okay. No, I support you on that. I don't like you. Radiohead either. He said that Radiohead is like critically acclaimed and anybody in music, like th- it thinks that Radiohead is so ahead of their time when they came out and like they're critically acclaimed from like anybody that's like a musician and stuff. And I was like, I don't fucking care. It's terrible. And then he played me two songs and I was like, you're just proving my point. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to change my mind here. No. But I still support him on his love of Nickelback. So. I would also I like to, to point out. Divorce, I guess. Yeah. You, I think you might. <laughs> Tiana did threaten to uh, block me on Instagram because yeah. I kept sending her Nickelback <laughs> memes. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> and let's just be honest. We polled the audience on our Instagram. And I'm winning. Just would well, like to point that out. <laughs> maybe when the people that have taste look at the poll, they'll respond. <laughs> they still have 24 hours. They do. Okay, go for it. You guys won't hear this in time, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. My other update. Okay, you're getting a divorce and... Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give Sex Lives of College Girls a go. You did it! I thought that this was a... I thought that this was dead. No. So like on the content plate right now, it's like Love Island and Outlander. Oh, so good. Outlander's kind of moving slow. I'm it's it's slow. That first season moves really slow. I'm on season two. And oh, it's really? and it's it's like they're politicking in France. I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, I hate that portion. It's kind of boring. Yeah. So I was like, I was sitting today and I was like, let me give this a go. Graham actually sat down and watched with me and we really liked it. I was not, I was not expecting to like, we only made it probably through like, probably like 40 minutes of the first episode that it was really funny. It's I like, I like the, I really like the girl. Um, she's wants to be part of the writing, the comedy writer. Yeah. The Indian girl. Yeah. I can't, Mm -hmm. I, I I can't remember names right now. I can't remember her names either. Watching 40 minutes of it, but She's hilarious. The sex positive girl oh my that God. gave it like six hand jobs to get a spot to get a hilarious. spot in the club. Oh my God. It's so funny. I'm so glad that you gave it a shot. The girl from the girl from Arizona, who's kind of like the white girl that just keeps stepping in all of the like <laughs> social justice potholes, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like she's just so she's trying too hard. She's trying way too she's hard. She's got pick me energy. She's funny. I didn't realize she was Timothy Chalamet's sister. Like I knew that <gasps> Timothy Chalamet's sister is like floating out in the ether, but I didn't realize that that's her. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. You learned something new. Yeah. Wow. She's cute and funny, but like not my favorite. No. She's kind of annoying. I think that the, the Indian girl's my favorite. She's hilarious. She's so funny. Yeah. As time goes on to like their relationships ebb and flow, but they develop in just this really hilarious but super organic way mm-hmm. i love it i can't wait for you to watch the rest i'm ge- of course i'm getting on just when like the blonde girl's not coming back for season three mm-hmm. yeah what's that all about i don't know i don't get it i don't know how they're gonna i i don't know how they're gonna do it i it doesn't make sense to me but anyways i enjoyed it i did not think i would enjoy it and thank you you are welcome all right i like it well back to friends our writer <laughs> Or our writer. Our director is one of my favorite words. Our writer is <laughs> Michael Barco? 
Borkow? Borkow? Borkow. That's how you got to say it, Borkow. Yeah. Haven't heard of him. Like him. He's new. He's new. And our director is Peter Boners. The Boners is back. The Boners is back. Yeah. These are some that last names, Borkow and Boners. Ooh. That sounds like a law firm. Borkow Borkow and Boners. They're probably like ambulance chasers, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like Frank Frank Azar. Frank Azar, the strong arm. The strong arm. Borkow and Boners at your service. If you break a bone in the grocery store, we're there for you. Yeah. If you guys aren't local to Colorado and you don't know who Frank, Frank D. Azar is. Frank Lynn D. Azar. Oh, I'm so sorry. He, he extended his name. Um, you got to look him up. It's pretty funny. Like since we were kids, I think that his bull billboards and all of his, uh, advertisements have been out and it's just like really Mm -hmm. tacky. It's Mm -hmm. funny. Gotta love it. All right, episode recap, shall we? We shall. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Our original air date's November 9th, 1995. Oh, okay, November 9th. Beautiful. All right, Monica Ross, Chandler, Joey. Oh, no. That was last week. <laughs> wow. We just have Chandler, Monica in one storyline. Yes, we do. Which is great. It's fun to see Chandler, Monica storylines prior to them getting together because yep. they do have really good chemistry. They do. And I don't think that the writers ever intended for them to get together. So like looking back, it's like, how did you not see it? But No, they wanted Monica Joey to get together. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then Phoebe and Joey have really good chemistry. I know. I'm glad they didn't do that though. Yeah. Did you hear though? Did we talk about how at the end of season 10, they were going to, there was a, a storyline that got killed that Phoebe and Joey would have been having sex along the way the entire time. Yeah. And that it was like behind that, right? everybody's back. Yes, we did. Okay, okay. I'm so glad that got killed. Cause no, but in this episode, you totally can see like why they would try to do that. Cause like there's, there's points of Phoebe and Joey doing their little flirty thing. I know you're just so young. They could be friends with benefits, but I don't think they ever crossed that line. No, I'm going to sit in that world in that reality that they didn't yeah it was bad enough they tried to put joey and rachel together good god all right chandler monica so chandler's been on put on a little weight and since monica is unemployed and needs a project she offers to train him and he accepts Ooh, <laughs> poor chandler as they train monica is like pushing him and pushing him makes him do like running and a million crunches and just like She's just like the Energizer Bunny and he's just dying the whole time. I will say though, like I would totally hire Monica to train me. A hundred percent. Absolutely. She is the accountability buddy that we all need. Oh, I need, I need a Monica and I don't need a Monica in my wristwatch. I don't need a Monica on my phone. I need a physical Monica to come to show up at your house, (laughs) kick my ass out of bed and say, okay, now Natalie do this many pushups, do this, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I need her. Yeah. Especially if she's a friend and doing it for free. Oh yeah. I would have jumped on that. I guess that's why that. people get personal trainers, huh? This is true. Her career path could have totally shifted. She could have become a personal trainer instead of a chef. So we see Chandler. He's very, very sore. Monica's like trying to get him to do racquetball. He, you know, on Sunday, Monica stops by for a run. Chandler's like, no, it's God's day. <laughs> like, he's just fucking tired. And finally, Chandler tells Monica that it's over. He tries to tell her it's over. She does not accept defeat because it's Monica Yeah, and accountability coach should not, Mm -hmm. you know? So he's like, and then he starts to turn on the manipulative charm. He's like, it's great. You have so much energy considering you have no job and no boyfriend. Wow. (laughs) It's amazing. You can even get up in the morning. Like below the bell. I would have been pissed if that were me. I I know I would have been so pissed, but 
It yeah. works on Monica. She she's defeated and she decides to take a nap on their couch. She does deserve a nap though. She does deserve a, ma- a nap. Losing your job, no no prospects in sight. Yeah, you need to take it. Take an L. Just take the L. Poor Monica. Yeah. She's in a bit of a rut. Yeah, poor thing. Okay, Phoebe and Joey, shall we? Yes. Phoebe's dating a guy, Scott, who won't put out, but she's really puzzled and she like doesn't know why. Which, like, I could see, like, if you're a woman and you're like, uh, hello, what's, what's going on? What's wrong with, then I would, what's wrong with me? What's like, with what have guy? I done? Like, what what's the deal? Immediately you go to, like, insecure town. Yeah, which is rude. <laughs> and Joey's like, well, maybe he's gay. But Phoebe's like, no, no, we were dancing and I definitely felt something. And you think she's talking about, like, this emotional connection. But mm-hmm. she felt a boner. Yeah. She felt a boner. Felt it on my hip. Just like our director. And so later that night, Phoebe's talking to Joey and they're so cute together. Phoebe's like, I think, I think he won't sleep with me because I'm not sexy enough. Yeah. That's so sad. I hate that. I do too. It's, it's like, oh my God, sexual rejection is like one of the worst things ever. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't matter who you are. There's a reason that men are supposed to handle the sexual rejection and not women. Because it's way too damaging emotionally. <laughs> just makes you start contemplating your whole life. Yeah. Men don't have to deal with that. They just compartmentalize and like shove it in a box and never deal yeah. with it. Yeah. It's fine. They're they fine. just go find someone else. Yeah, exactly. See, they don't even think twice about it. Exactly. Joey's like, that's definitely not true. When I first met you, I thought, excellent, but great rack. I oh, I just love that line. It's so <laughs> cute. She's like, I'm officially offended, but thank you. Yes. I mean, hey, if you're going to pay me a compliment like that. Oh, yeah. You as long as it's not coming from a creepy source, you know. Yeah, he's not trying to get more. It's just like, no, this is what I yeah. thought when I was checking you out. I'm not checking you out now, but mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah, like if you hear that from a guy at work or like <laughs> sexual harassment, fam- <laughs> some some sicko family member, that's probably not the place you want to hear it from. But one of your, your just endearing friends. Yeah, I take it. Yeah. So Joey's like, just ask him. Mm-hmm. So the next day. Phoebe stops by Joey and Chandler's apartment They t- and she talks to Joey. She's like, we slept together. We did it. Dee dee. She asked him why. And this guy, Scott was like, I know it can be a very emotional thing for a woman. And I just want to wait and hold off until it's serious, which like, I think is more probably a perspective of like how women, women feel. I, I, I think guys sometimes feel like that. Yeah. I could see that like a very, uh, I don't know not well to do, but like someone who is like very modern and is actually like paying attention. They actually understand that. Or they're probably not very modern and they're very like religious or that or that you could have one or the other, I guess. Or you could be Colton Underwood and you're just gay. Oh, this too. That too. So Phoebe's like, relax. Sex can be just sex without all of that. And just emotional, you know, all all the strings attached. Mm -hmm. And, and so they did it and she was very happy, but Joey kind of rains on his parade because he puts it in perspective, right? Phoebe's been like, come on, dude, let's have sex. And the guy's like, no, we want to, I want to wait till it's serious. And she's like, we don't have to do that. Like, there's no pressure. We'll have sex. And then if we don't see each other after, that's fine. Like no pressure. And so Joey's like, this guy essentially manipulated you by begging him to sleep with you, saying he never has to call again and thinking that it's a good idea. This man is my God. (laughs) Like, oh my God. It's a lot of, I have to say, it's a lot of work to go through getting laid. It is. 
It is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. But then you're like, oh, I feel bad for Phoebe. I know because then she's just like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. He did get me. But I can't imagine that a guy would go that, like, to those lengths to get a woman to do that. I mean, I, I hope that that wouldn't happen. You know, nothing really surprises me anymore. This is true. I think now the more common theme is like that love bomb thing, you know, that guys just like give a bunch of presents and like try to have sleep with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably more common these days. That scares me. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. No, 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 no. Stay away. Don't do that. If you're a normal guy and not a crazy, don't do that. (laughs) Presents are good. Love bombing. No. Good. If you want to know the difference, just look at your motivations. If not, you can email us and we will guide you through it at exactly. don'tntakemywindowgmail.com. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> shall we get into the meat and potatoes? <gasps> oh, Rachel so and the Ross. The Ross. And the Ross. So at the coffee shop, Rachel's decided she's over being jealous of Julie and has opted for sanity, which like, good for you. Yeah. As you should. You got to move on. But we quickly see that she's like kind of full of shit. <laughs> little bit yeah she she has a date that night with a lovely man michael but then ross walks in and tells everyone that he's getting a cat with julie oh so it's like that it's that like symbolism of your crush is getting more serious with Mm -hmm. their person than you are right now and you that jealousy has like spiked in rachel and they're well he also the fact that they're just they're getting further away and the possibility of you guys getting together like they're getting closer and you're getting farther away. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. got to hurt. It feels kind of like a Taylor Swift song, doesn't it? Very much so. That love triangle is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat. The cat. She loves cats. Yes. Absolutely. Actually, a good friend of mine who I was thinking about in this episode, um, because when Chandler is like so sore, he can't really move his coffee cup. Mm-hmm. My friend Kyla, shout out to Kyla in Oklahoma, she took me to the gym after I hadn't been working out for quite a while. Oof. I couldn't get up from my chair to walk five steps to my printer at work without <laughs> being in such massive pain. So I am traumatized from that. But I'm going to post this on our Instagram. Um, she sent me this post about Taylor Swift and how all of the songs that she, not all the songs, but a lot of the songs that she has are all based on friends because it's her favorite show friends is taylor swift's favorite show yes really yes can we fact check that there's a there's part of the reel that someone asked her what's your favorite show and she says friends oh my god i love that i know so i'm gonna post that on our instagram you guys have to go look at it it's really funny so it's funny you brought that up if you didn't love taylor swift before i mean come on man i know she's getting better she's in denver this week don't remind me. I know. I just, can you just feel her aura? I have so much FOMO. It's not even funny. I've been Same. checking for tickets every fucking day. I refuse to even check because I just, it hurts my heart too much. It's depressing. Yeah, I can't afford it. The cheapest it. one is like like $1,000, 34 and it's like <gasps> way on the side, like in the 500s with an obstructed view. Like it's, at that point, you might as well play, pay three grand and sit on the floor. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's just, it's, it's, it makes me sad and I can't think about it. And I know a few people, like a few of my close friends going and I'm like, <sighs> you know, don't talk to me. Don't, I don't, I'm but not like, going to look at your but stories. But then like, tell me, I'm going to look at all their stories. It's like, I'm not, I will be doing emotional cutting for sure. I will be looking at all the stories. I need all of the recaps. I need all of the, the details. Yes. I need to hear it all because I can't, I'm not, I can't be there. 
I know. It's sad. Did you see, sorry, one other story, but did you see what Governor Polis put on his Instagram? Uh -uh. He wrote, so Governor Polis is obviously the governor of Colorado, and he's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Oh, he's a Swifty? He's a huge Swifty. How cute. He wrote a letter to her from the governor's office and had a bunch of like references to her songs and... Then do you remember when she was like sexually assaulted here by that radio guy? Yeah. He references that and is like, you know, we all hate him too or something like that. Oh shit. Yeah. I wonder if that guy, no, he got fired, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was bad. They didn't bring criminal charges, but there were civil charges brought against him. As you should. Uh, yeah. What a dick. So. Oh, so that's cool. I know. I'll have to show it to you too. Yeah. But. All right. So Rachel goes on the, her date. With Michael. She's obviously very upset that Ross is moving along with Julie. She's very distracted on the date. A little bit. And I mean, it's just, have you ever been on a date and you don't want to be there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the worst thing in the world. Oh my God. God love. I'm not going to say who this was. I'll tell you later. But I was on a date with a guy and all he would talk about was his cars. Oh my God. I was, and it was hot. We were at the zoo. I was just like. At the zoo? We're at the zoo. And he's talking about cars? Thank you. I think he was nervous. You know, looking back, I feel (laughs) bad for him. But at the same time, I'm just like, dude, I don't know anything about cars. I have no interest in cars. Like, this is not exciting for me. Like, I'm really glad that you've got something in your life. Like, internal dialogue, right? And I was just like, I got to go sit down. So I went and sat down at a bench. And he came and sat next to me. Continue to talk about cars. Oh, my God. I know. You know, there's there's a lid out there for that pot. I'm sure it's not you. It's not me. It it was not me. But yeah, oh no. yeah. He was a great guy, just not for me. <laughs> no, being on a stuck on a date when you just like it's the last place you want to be and like counting down the seconds. Ugh. Have you ever like um just like Irish goodbye on a date? No. I th- I think that's just so mean. I that's too I've mean. never done that. Unless there's someone like I could never do that unless there was like a strong reason to do that. Unless it was like a safety reason. Like I yeah. would I, in a heartbeat would do it, but no, I've never, have you ever done that? No, I, I, I honestly think it's too mean. It's so mean. I would never do that unless I was like worried for my own like physical safety. Exactly. So Rachel's stuck on this date. She gets drunk and like, she's talking about Ross to this guy, Michael, which I've definitely been there. Like, on a date, talking to the date about some other guy. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah. <gasps> for sure. Oh. I was like half trying to use it as like, I don't like you. And then half trying to like process. <laughs> like you're telling the date in so many words, I don't like you because I'm talking about this other guy. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like I'm going to talk about this other guy so that you get the picture that you should not ask me out again. I used it in the opposite way. Oh. <clears throat> of like... This guy was so terrible or like kind of saying like, hey, (laughs) these are the qualities I hate. Yeah, these are the qualities I hate and kind of like not damsel in distress kind of thing. But basically like, I don't know if you want to come to my rescue, kind of you can. Bad choice. I'm not following. Like, okay. I don't I'm, I'm trying to think of like how to use it, like basically just like telling him you know, these are the things that he did. Like these really, this really sucked. And like, I'm not going to put up with this kind of thing. Like, I don't know, kind of using it as like bravado in a way of like, I need a man to do this. I need a man. It was kind of more of like, Hey, if you 
me like I'm a catch if you want me like don't treat me that way kind of thing or like oh you're like putting warning signs up kind of and be like just I don't know yeah I was just like kind of using it as a way to like reel them in like hey I'm really available <laughs> and <laughs> look I was what? eight I was 18 because I've been with my husband for so yeah. long like I, I, I didn't don't know date about that this strategy <laughs> it was look I don't hey, think we all did. We all had strategies when we were 18 that didn't work out. You know, I'm pretty sure that I could have not said shit and this guy would have come crawling. Okay. Then that works too. Yeah. He was not the best of humans. Oh yes. That's okay. Well, Ross, uh, Rachel is drunk. She decides to give Ross a call with a nearby diner's cell phone. Ugh. Cause she needs closer closure. She, she wants to have closure. Yes. He's going to go get a cat and she needs closure. So she leaves a drunk message on Ross's machine telling she's over him. Okay, look, we have all done that. Not like maybe saying we're over you, but we have... Oh, drunk dial? Drunk dial. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Drunk dial, drunk text. Like, there's Mm -hmm. definitely been moments where I'd have to be like, you need to take my phone because I can't have it tonight. Like, I... I am irresponsible. Oh, yeah. Oh, let me tell you this story. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but I'm going to tell her that I'm telling a story about her now. <laughs> so um, my, I don't, she's not exactly my sister-in-law, but we'll call her my sister-in-law. Um, her brother just married my sister. Oh, okay. And I absolutely adore her. So she got, she's tiny, hammered at their wedding. And the I, one you just went to in Mexico? Yep. And I looked at her and I said, look, you report to me now. You report to uh, me. I'm not letting you out of my sight here. I go into the bathroom and she is drunk FaceTiming, attempting to FaceTime this guy she's dating. Oh, no. I grabbed her not phone and I was like, nope. And I was like, okay, you stick with me. We're good. And she was like, but I was just calling him. Mm, Honey. It's, nobody wants to hear from you at that point. It's 1 a.m. Let's go. <laughs> no. You know what's better? <laughs> Ambiguity. <laughs> Ambiguity. <laughs> That's way more sexy. (laughs) Ambiguity. He doesn't know what you're doing. He doesn't need to know what you're doing. For all you know, you could be fucking another guy. Yeah. Be a mystery. Yeah. Yes. But anyways, this reminded me of that. Oh my God. I did think it's nice though that at the date, Michael still paid, even though Rachel was a total mess. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He like asked for the check. He's like, I'll just take the check. Like he still paid. What a gentleman. He has pity for her probably. I'm definitely of the mind of like... I don't want to start splitting dates until we're like f- really committed and have been dating for like a couple of years. It's like uh, Patty Stanger from Millionaire Matchmaker. Oh, I love her. No sex before monogamy. No splitting checks before, before monogamy. monogamy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, if a guy wants to split a check on like the first date or the 10th date, like it's such a turnoff. I don't, I don't care if like I'm a strong, independent young woman. Like, no, you can pay for the date fucker. Right. If, you, if you as the woman, and I'm, I'm, we're talking about heteronormative stuff right now, so I, I don't want to ignore that. But if you as the woman offer, and he takes you up on that offer, that's that's on you, okay? But um, no, no, he really? should. No, no, no. You offer as in like, oh, do you want to split it? Like, no, he should not take you up. If he does, run the other way. Uh, I don't know. I, I had. 
He should know better. That is a test, and you just failed. And you just failed. Wow. You should see her face right now. It's very intense. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Like, I would be so mad if, like, I offered and the guy's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay. The ways in which he would accept, I think that that would make the difference. If I offer and he's like, no, 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 I got it. And then I'm like, are you sure? And then he's like, you know, this time, but I'm getting it next time. No. No? No. See, I'm a lot more like wiggly on those rules. It's a test. It's a test. <laughs> Did Graham pass this test? Man, that was a long time ago. I think so. Which is so sweet because I was older than him and I had a job and he was still in college. Cougar. Yeah. Look at you. Wow. He knew back then what he was getting into. He did. Let's be honest. So he knew the rules. You're going to have money flying out of your pocket for the rest of your life, sir. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'll make it all worth your while. Oh, yeah. All right. Next morning, Rachel's got, Rachel sent her drunk doll. She's done the deed. Ross comes by to pick up some cat toys from Monica. And he decides to check his messages from their phone because he wasn't at home that night. He was at Julie's, blah, blah, blah. He hears Rachel's message and she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And like he then asks Rachel about the message and she just confesses everything. Yep. That physical scene right there, though, is probably one of my favorites. Because she like jumps on his back. Yeah. She tries to grab the phone and then she's like piggybacked and she grabs the phone off of his ear and then throws it into the sink. Mm -hmm. It is just like it is TV greatness. You know that scene for sure. It's so good. Yes. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. And you know, too, you're like, oh, my God, like, I've been there. Like, give me the fucking phone. Yes. Oh, my God. Do not listen to messages. Like, text to the next morning. Like, please delete that voicemail. Do not listen to it. <laughs> Which, of course, they're going to listen to it if of you course, send that text. Of course text. they are. So she also says, though, that she knows that he's had feelings for her first. Yes. So and everything's out in the open. Finally. Finally. We've ripped the Band-Aid. It's all out there. But I get irritated because Ross is like, wait. You knew about me? He's like, yeah, well, I found out, like, basically, they figure out the timeline of that she found out from Chandler and that he was in China and that when he came back, he was with Julie. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he has any right to be upset. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. He should be jumping for fucking joy. Instead, he's just, like, confused and leaves because he has to go get a cat with Julie. Yeah, I think he's kind of in shock. I I, I do. Th- yeah, he probably is in shock a little bit. Yeah. One of my favorite. Uh, so kind of back to her date is like there's so many good quotes in this episode. But one of my favorite ones is obviously I am over you. Yeah. And that, my friend, is what they call closure. It's so good. She delivers it so well. So good. It's all about that delivery. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then when Ross is stuttering, he's like, Chandler, Chandler. Oh, when did he, when did he, when did he? Yeah. It's when like, did he, when did he? <laughs> it's like everybody knows what he's saying, but he's like, I don't even well, know what and to it's say. It's just so Ross because he's obviously pushed this so far down. He's with Julie now. And it's just like, confront it, man. Yes. Bring the feelings to the surface. Grab your spoon. Oh, the fucking spoon, dude. I know. Don't worry. So that night at the coffee shop, Rachel's closing up. Ross comes by and he's like, I didn't get a cat. (laughs) And this pissed me off. He's like, you had no right to ever tell me that you had feelings. Like that was, that was horrible. Like, excuse, like, I think it's the wording. You had no right telling me that you ever had feelings for me. Like, excuse me. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. What? That was not, it wasn't like I cornered you and said, hey, choose between pick, you know, pick me or Julie. It was a drunken night. Like, was you weren't meant to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that that was trashy too, in, in my opinion. And it's also like, it's not like she just woke up one day and was like, you know what? I want to mess with Ross's relationship and tell him that I had feelings. She knows that he's had these feelings for her for forever. Yes. It's not just like, oh, now he's dating somebody else and I think I might want to turn my friendship into a dating situation. Like, it's so much more layered than that. Right. It's not like, oh, I can't have him, so I want him kind of thing. It's so much deeper. Yeah. And it's so. just like you had no right. The it's the it's the word right. Like you had no right to tell me. It's like, oh fuck off. I have the right oh. to do exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go get your cat. Yeah. So they get in an argument. Ross says it's too late. That ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Ross leaves in a huff. Rachel locks all the doors and starts crying on the couch. Devastating. I have a very big problem with her acting like let's be honest jennifer aniston's amazing in this scene you do her face is amazing their arguments amazing i have one problem that always makes me uncomfortable every time i watch this episode she's on the couch she's got her hand her head in her hands and she's crying and then she puts her hands on her lap and like on her apron and she like wiggles her legs like this uh, you guys can't see what I'm doing right now but it's just like kind of like jittery leg syndrome and I don't know why that annoys the hell out of me oh my god I never even noticed that now you gotta go back and watch it because I just I feel like it's a little like over dramatic it's very like theater I'm just like it's not natural I guess in my opinion but ouch I know damn that's harsh hot take I disagree now, it's that tiny little portion of this whole scene. It is a dramatic scene, though. It is very dramatic. It's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic. Rachel then stands up, and uh, we see Ross back in the window. Rachel stands up, sees there. They open the door and finally have their first kiss. Oh! It's so good. The music in the background. The rain. Oh, it's great. The look she has, and then he's just so like, ooh, he goes for her, and the look he has, like, he wants her so badly, like... That, He's been dreaming about this for years. That kiss goes down, hands down, as one of the best cinematic kisses of all time. Yeah, if MTV, if the VMAs were around then, you know how they always have the award for like best kiss? Yes. That would have won it. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. It's so good, you guys. I so, can't. So They did it. They did it. Yay, right. we made it. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. We are back. We've got some good research going on. We talked about the kiss with Ross and Rachel. Yep, and you mentioned the music mm-hmm. and how it's very like, oh. It's really, it's just really good. Yes. So this is interesting. The producers wanted to use U2's With or Without You mm-hmm. as a background clip. Um, however, there wasn't enough time for them to arrange for the rights that they needed. Mm-hmm. And so instead, the song had a studio clip similar to like the instrumental portion of it's with very, or the vibe you. is very similar. It's very similar. They did a really good job at trying to match the vibe. Mm-hmm. So I see it, but the actual with or without you is actually played in the next episode. Oh, I'm looking for that. I, I real I like, I like you too, but they definitely make me think of friends. Oh really? Yeah. I think for, for this purpose, I guess I don't even the with or without you. 
Yeah. I'm going to listen for it in the next episode. So this will be fun. Yeah. An- another band that's not bad. And is a white male that you like. Yeah. See, you, yeah. you got nothing against Bono. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't understand that logic. Graham, I love you. Not that you listen to this because you don't support your wife or your, her friend, but exactly. <laughs> I don't get why that that was your logic. <laughs> Poor Graham. He's just getting shit on this episode, isn't he? We got to tell him so that way he actually listens. I know. <laughs> So this is funny. David Schwimmer is actually really allergic to cats. Yeah. So it's ironic. Are you allergic to cats? No. I just didn't grow up with cats, so I'm not like a cat lover, but yeah. You know, I'm not opposed to them. I I am allergic to cats. I used to be like deathly allergic when I was a kid. Like I, we couldn't be in the same room where I would like puff up, get sniffly and start like my eyes of water. Ooh. It's better now, mm-hmm. but it's still like, I'm just very cautious. Like I, I think cats are cute. I just could never have one. No, you I'm know, just not a cat person. There's nothing wrong with them. Just no, you're really not a cat person now. I'm not a cat person. <laughs> No, but they're very cute. And there are some cats that get me. Yeah. But like when, yeah, we've gone over to some houses that I'm just like, I, I can smell it. And it's just like, you know, when your eyes are just, you just get stuffy and the top of your throat gets itchy and you're just like, oh, I need to leave. That sounds horrible. I know. No. Okay. No to cats for you. No fluffy meowing. You know who are, you know who are crazy are the people that are allergic to cats and still get them. Who does that? Graham told me about one friend that he has, I think, that did that. That's a diehard love for cats, I think. I could be making that up, but I'm like 90% sure. Wow. 90%. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) Um, So it's funny because when you brought this up, I totally remember this now, too. There's a whole deleted scene where Ross and Julie go to pick up the cat at the shelter and Ross Mm -hmm. like freaks out and it's all because of him processing all of the information that he has, but it's only on the DVD extended version. Yep. Yep. There's, there's like, there's two cats that he's going between and he's talking about like the qualities of both cats. And it's obviously like a symbolism for Rachel versus Julie. Yes. Talking about Rachel and qualities of Julie. Yes. It's a good scene. It is. I'm sad that they cut that. Yeah. But um, speaking of awards, like you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. during the 2008 Primetime Emmy Awards, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences honored TV's most memorable moments and determined by an online vote that the kiss between Ross and Rachel was rated number one. It's good. It's good. It is so good. Um, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Ross, though, about how he gets so mad at Rachel. <laughs> I think he's just picking a fight. Is this is this leading us into our mood points? It is. This is going to be our first mood point. Okay. Okay. He's like, there were Italian guys and ex-fiancés. And she's like, well, you only had like a year. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you did. You had all this time. And yeah, I get it. It may not have been like the perfect moment, air quotes. But you had all these opportunities. You never grabbed the fucking spoon. Mm-hmm. So. And like... Italian guys and ex-fiancés were like a little bit more in the earlier part of the picture. So it's like, you have no excuse. None whatsoever. Nobody's on your side here, Ross. No. So in the very beginning of the episode, um, I have to say, like, I was very proud of myself. I noticed this all on my own. It's crazy, right? Right. Like, I didn't like go Google like missteps. I saw this and I was like, that's a continuity issue. So 
they're all the gang standing in Central Park and uh, Ross and Julie come in and they're like, we're going to get a cat. And they kind of like go back and forth between the shot with Rachel and with Ross and Julie. So in one shot, Rachel has a necklace on. Then they go to Ross and Julie. They go back to Rachel and her necklace isn't on anymore, but you can actually see it hanging off of the tray. I was wondering, I was like, what was the thought behind this? Like, why is the necklace hanging off the tray? I think that they may have t- told her to, like, take it off. Like, and was it she just had it on there? It might have been. I don't know if they just, or maybe it broke. Yeah. But, yeah. Super, super weird. But super silly. So when Rachel tosses the empty wine bottle into the ice bucket, it faces to the right towards Michael. Mm-hmm. However, couple shots show, like, later shows it's facing to the left towards Rachel. It switches twice. It just switches. During that scene. Like, yeah. not good. Food. Drinks. Props like drinks it is always the downfall, the Achilles heel of any television show. I know. Um, and then the dude that Rachel borrows the phone from. This was like, I, I even think just like from when I originally watched it, like the Rachel borrows a phone from a guy on a call at the next table, and it's like the guy is literally on a phone call during dinner. Yeah, that and, is so rude. And then when she's like, "You're being really weird about your phone." And then you see his date be like, just give it to her. Like super yeah. like, what? Why is she asking? Like, why aren't you annoyed that he's on the phone? I know. People like, don't be on your phone when you're at dinner. It's so rude. Super rude. And like, granted, when I was in my young teens and 20s, I know I did this. But now I'm older now and I know it's so rude. Right. You don't take a phone call on a date. You don't take a phone call, period, at the dinner table. Yeah. It is not okay. So again, ambiguity, miss mystery. Yes. They, they, you, you, you miss their call. What are you doing? I don't know. Who's she out with? What, what are they? Yeah. What are they having fun? Are they a Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, they're not because we can't afford a thousand dollar fucking tickets. <sighs> I could, well, I could, but then Graham would be really mad. Yeah. We pick our battles on that one. Mm-hmm. Where the money flies out of the pocket, too, is important in this lifetime. That, Unless that, you get divorced, and then it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> I'm taking the Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> He's like, fine, I'm taking Radiohead. You can have it. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, also, I am just joking. We are not getting divorced. So yeah. don't come after me, people. Yeah, let's not panic. It is <laughs> just a joke. Calm down, <laughs> as Taylor's sister would say. You need to calm down. Yes. Fashion watch. Uh, it it just it 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 uh, it wasn't giving anything. A, anything. It's giving nothing. I'm I'm gonna quote Whitney from Love Island. Yes. Just God fucking love that woman. She is mm-hmm. so funny. She's, she's a vibe. Great. So um she's always saying like it's giving this or it's giving that or it's just giving and I think that's it's giving so funny. So it's it's really just giving blah to me. Like, it's giving nothing. It's nah. Chandler's got a brown and white sweater. I didn't know how to feel about that. What are your thoughts? I liked it. It's very 90s. Yeah, I, I really, the the what I loved the most were just Chandler and Monica's workout outfits. Right? They're so cute. They're so cute. And I didn't mind the little tight pants he had. No, it's so cute. That Chandler's got funny. like these little bike shorts. Yes. Um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, Phoebe's got this black satin jacket with pink flowers. Okay. This is the jacket that she wore. Remember, you were like, no, it's mixing patterns. I can't remember if it was a polka dot dress or a striped dress or something like that. This is the same jacket. 
It's got dragons on sh- it. No, it's got pink flowers on it. It does, but it also has dragons on the front. I'm pretty sure they're different jackets. Oh my God, no. Okay, we we need to go back and figure out what episode that was from. Okay. Rachel's date up it. It is good. It's just chic. It is. It's just... Uh, it's just like a black chic outfit. Yeah, I love it. I like that she has the black pantyhose with it. It's got the little... Mm-hmm. It's It's got like a um a mock turtleneck, but it also has like a cutout right near her It's topical. just got like a high collar a little bit. It's cute. Yeah. It just looks really good. She is so chic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I could wear, I could wear like pantyhose or nylons or whatever the hell you call them. You could. I could not. Rachel makes me want to wear them. I would love to see you in something like that. Like not ironic. Like I'm saying that, like I'm not saying that facetiously. <laughs> I would love to see you try, I would love bitch. to see you try. No, I really think that you would rock it. Myself, Thanks. not so much, but <laughs> not so much. Me. All right. I'm so curious. Who gets your mug? this episode <sighs> i it, it has to be rachel yeah it has to be she lives her truth she doesn't shy away and like make a make an excuse when the truth comes out like she fights for it and she's honest about it like mm-hmm. i got to i got to give it to rachel i give it to rachel as well i think yeah. it's just it's a really good rachel episode so good. she finally made like put these two trains together like collided them got things in motion thank god and like just her whole like i i personally thought that like her acting this episode was actually really good yes and that's i wanted to preface that is like that (laughs) whole scene is freaking amazing okay not just the scene the whole episode the whole episode she's fabulous that whole fight scene her face there's at the restaurant Oh, there's something about her face when she's like fighting with Ross that is just so like, I don't know. It's just, it's so genuine. I really, and we'll get into this, but I think it starts now of just when Ross and Rachel fight, Rachel is so much more the level headed person in the relationship. And she's so much more mature. Like Ross has this side when he fights with Rachel and we will get into it, but you can see it here that he just... He doesn't really take accountability and he gets in his own way. He's 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 like stuck in immature relationship status versus like Rachel that's like she's left a man at the altar. She knows what she wants and she's not afraid to speak for what she wants. This is true. She does like she never like plays games with him. When Ross is no. like Ross is he's frustrated. He would be a frustrating person to date. Oh my god. Well, one, he never says he's wrong. Ugh. Two, when you're in an argument, he's kind of like he doesn't really like stick to the stick to the story. Like he just goes off on all these different aspects. And you're like, no, no, we're talking about this here. Right. Yeah. I mean, he it's almost just like this immaturity of like, I just have to be right instead mm-hmm. of like actually coming together. Like, yeah, that is super frustrating. Um, yeah. If you you, I am guessing, are the Rachel in the relationship of like fight wise, like you're the level headed one. Oh, absolutely not. Really? No, no. I choose violence. <laughs> that scares me for Graham. Yeah. I choose violence. I will look at him and be like, you want to, you want to, you want to see the devil? Yeah. You want to, you want to choose violence tonight? Let's go motherfucker. Because she is Italian and she is <laughs> enraged. He'll be like, you're acting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, you want to see that? 
happy to oblige. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I can be the pettiest bitch on the planet. I'm scared. One hundred percent. And then it like, it's like the fiery Italian side. And then I like a few, you know, maybe like an hour goes by and I'm like, hmm, maybe that wasn't the smartest choice. Maybe I should have made better decisions. Oh, you want a box tonight, fucker? Let's go. Let's go. I'll emotionally box with you. I don't deserve him. (laughs) (laughs) He truly is a saint. Sweet Graham. See, you know, he's getting praise. This is part of like the things that you're given to him and he's not even going to be here to listen to it. <laughs> what t- what type are you when you fight? Oh. In my younger years, I was 100% Ross. Really? Yeah, I had to be right. It didn't matter. I like to think that I'm the Rachel now where I'm more level-headed, but I also am married to a pseudo Rachel is very good at like being logical. Oh yeah. And I'm a very like emotionally intelligent person and I'm like really good at talking about my feelings in a logical way. It doesn't quite work all the time. Sometimes it comes together, but it's so hard to fight. Like I'll get super quiet and like I'll start stewing, you know? And then I'm kind of like, Oh, it's like, oh, why is she so quiet? Like, I want to be like the scary, silent one. Like, See, I do do that. What is she plotting in her head? Like, I do do that as well, where I'm just like plotting World War Three. <laughs> How do I say this in the most intelligent way possible that is the most, like, cutting? Like, how can I make this really sharp? Honestly, like, I feel like at the end of her fights, like, I'll just be so, so ridiculous. And then I'll kind of, like, realize I'm being ridiculous. And then it kind of, like, turns into a joke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yes. 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 And that's where I think I think we've like really come through of like, okay, we know how to fight and we know how like each other communicates and like how to hopefully end in a good place. Yes. You come together in the middle. It's not about who wins and who loses. That's not what it's so hard about. I just I need to win. It's so hard. Yeah. Well, speaking of losing, Mm. who's taking your wind? I picked Ross. (sighs) So here's my thing. He, he brings it to, together at the end and he, oh, the kiss just makes up for all of it in my head. And I think what he's doing is he's really like trying to push her away because he's scared and he knows yeah. he's going to have to hurt somebody no matter what now. It's either he's going to hurt Julie or he's going to hurt Rachel. And so he's like pushing her away because he's, she's really what he wants, but he, he's terrified. Yeah, I, I, it, it wasn't an easy choice. I picked him because of his like initial reaction that you had no right to ever tell me you had feelings. That's what pissed me off. Yes, that that was below. That's the belt. where I was like, okay, you just sold it because I was going between him and Phoebe when Phoebe initially was like, "Oh, Rachel, don't look," and like Ross and Julie are outside. I'm like, what are you, what doing? Are you doing? And then the whole thing with like. Ooh, can't make arms meet. Yeah, it just was like not good. So, yeah. but ultimately Ross sold it for me. Yeah, see, that's the thing is like, I don't think that there's anybody that there's enough evidence to support them beating Ross in this scenario. So I think I have to pick Ross as well. I don't okay. like his reaction when he's like, I was perfectly happy with Julie and why, 
why didn't you tell me this before? Like that logic pissed me off. I'm just like, how she found out from Chandler when you went to China and she literally came to the airport to try to find you and tell you that she had feelings for you too. So like, fuck off. Exactly. So exactly. Now, yes, it makes up for it in the end and the kiss is amazing. And like for as goobery as David Schwimmer is, like there are so many moments where you're just like, oh, okay. He's got, he's got some sex appeal. Mm Mm-hmm. Not, oh, he not absolutely does. It always depends on his hair. Oh my God, I was just thinking that. Right? That is so wild you said that. Yeah. Okay, sandwich rating. I'm so curious what you think. I have to go five. Oh, fuck. Yeah. This is five iconic. Goodness. T, like if you saw the kiss, like you know, like, oh yeah, I know that episode. Yeah. Like iconic. It's a good episode. I went with a four. Okay. Respect. It's it's not <laughs> like in my top. It's not in like, what is that? It's it's not making my Thunderdome, but it's top. Oh, now that you say it that way, it's like, is the kiss worth that five? I don't the rest think so. Of, no, I think you're right. I'm going to go four. You changed my mind. Okay. Valid. All right. I love that outward processing. See, that's what we have to do in real time. Yes, absolutely. All right, so that was episode seven. Next week is fun because then we kind of see the fallout from this whole situation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, any last thoughts? Watch Love Island, you guys. I mean, what? if you're not watching Love Island, what are you doing with your life? I know, it's so good. Yes. It's so good. Um, if you are keeping up, next episode is the one with the list. <gasps> oh, oh, the fallout is so so real. Yeah, I can feel wait. It. Didn't you say? Oh, maybe your favorite your favorite quote was this episode, huh? Yeah, the it's the, I'm the over uh, you. well, actually, like good point. My favorite quote is not. It, it's part of that whole monologue, but it's the. Um, I wrote it down. Ross, hi, it's Rachel. I'm just calling to say everything's fine. And I'm really excited for you and your cat, who I think you should name Michael. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's that part, the Michael. Michael. That's my favorite quote. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Pivot Podcast, you guys. You can rate, review, and subscribe. I still would like to continue, like, put five stars, and you can say whatever the hell you want about this podcast absolutely let us know um i'm not getting a divorce just (laughs) cap that on there i love my (laughs) husband very much um follow along on instagram at the pivot pod email us at don't take my wind at gmail.com if you're like how do you spell that it's d-o-n-t-t-a-k-e-m-y-w-i-n-d there's no apostrophe so stop it don't take my wind at gmail.com with all your questions comments and thoughts that's it that's it we'll see you guys next week Bye.